Yeah, I'm good, man. Did you just unplug me? No, I hit record. I was already recording. Oh, sorry, yeah, I put you on hold. <laughs> Play the whole music. <laughs> So Harry, we've got, there's more than just us today. More than just us. Um, so there's going to be a random voice that pops up, so rather than me do the introduction, Daniel, would you like to introduce yourself to the Startup Diary listeners, mate? Hi, my name's Dan. That uh, listened to podcasts maybe three weeks ago, found Startup Diary, and kind of just powered through every episode within just shy of two weeks. Uh, Absolute machine. Kind of connected with these guys, and uh, yeah, here we go. That's some good going. So, just out of curiosity, how did you actually find the show? We're always, always keen to understand how people actually discovered us. Uh, I was using the Apple Podcast app, um, and good choice. Started searching for business-related podcasts, kind of trying to get a bit more inspiration for my startup. Um, and you guys were one of the most recommended on like the, the first five ten there on the search screen kind of i can't believe wow, we're still there like we we got really <laughs> i can't i genuinely can't believe it because we never pushed for recommendations or reviews of the show and um we we were really happy that after week three of the podcast we were in we we're in that charts and we thought it'll drop off soon and it's obviously proven to be uh yeah helpful to get new listeners in um and it's sort of about your your pod, uh, your startup that we're going to talk about today. But uh, just out of curiosity, what other shows did you listen to? Because we always get emails coming through saying, "I listen to your podcast. Um, can you recommend others?" And we do, but I'm just always curious to see what other people are listening to. So, are you listening to other podcasts? Uh, I tried listening to Tim Ferriss. Listen yeah. to maybe one or two of those. So you just lost a day, day of your life. Like how long Tony Robbins again, maybe one or two, but I just kind of found there's so much content out there on their podcast that it's hard to kind of get past the the basic spiel that they kind of give. Okay. Um, and then giving yours a try, which was the kind of story. Listen to it, and it kind of seemed to, uh, in a way, mime my friends, kind of cut the bullshit of do this, do that, everything's happy. And then uh, the, the fact that I've seen one of them was worst day as a founder yep. kind of made me a bit more interested as to this isn't just about the, the good. They kind of get to go down into what doesn't work as well. And that's really good. I just blasted through yours, and that was it. That's cool, mate. Yeah, big appreciation. Yeah, Um, worst days I found. What was that? Oh yeah, it was about the firing. Yeah, to be honest, mate, that's what we tried to document, and like, it's really, really not easy. But we're enjoying it as we go along, Um, and and we really wanted to sort of create a podcast. I think I mentioned it in one of the early podcasts. Is um, I was I was a bit tired of listening to podcasts where it was just making every startup sound like you you do this, that, and that, and then you're worth a million quid. Um, it's it's always about the best scenarios that when people get lucky, but you never you never really hear the harder struggles that people have to go through. You always hear about the one percent that make it, exactly, and you never hear about the people that kind of fall through. But so, hopefully, hopefully, we're not the fall, the falling through. <laughs> 
hope we were just documenting the journey to become that one percent. Yeah. But we'll find out. Either way, we'll have a cool podcast. Um, so let's get on to the meat and bones of it, mate. Um, you are doing a startup. Yeah. So just just before we get into that, tell me a bit about yourself. Sort of, um, are you you working at the moment? Um, what's your life situation? Um, it's a loaded question because I already know it. Um, but yeah, give me give me Harry and, and all the listeners a bit of an understanding of who you are, mate. Okay, uh, I'm 29. We've just had me and my fiance just had our first baby Congrats. eight months ago, um, and. I kind of toed and froed with having a beard before, maybe for the last 10 years, kind of grow it, shave it off, grow it, shave it off, and then decided I wanted to keep a beard when we found out that we were expecting, kind of, see those videos on social media where the guy's got a beard, he shaves it off, his baby starts crying so he doesn't recognise him, and didn't want to be that kind of that kind of dad. Um, so started looking into beard oils and balms, and didn't want to be putting any form of chemicals and stuff on my face that may affect the baby with coming in contact. Um, never done any form of degree in it or anything like that. Um, found that a lot of them have chemicals in, and there wasn't a lot out there that said that it was organic. Uh, looked into organic ingredients, um, kind of realised that the market in beer oils and stuff is so saturated that no one seems to want to give you just a straight answer as to this is what's in it. Some places will say that they had organic stuff in or that they didn't use a certain synthetic chemical or ingredient, but then the rest of it would be so didn't kind of trust anyone with panicking about being a new father. So I decided to start making it myself. Thought it can't be that hard, I'll give it a go. Wow. Uh, yeah, and then it kind of worked. Um, and realised that I could kind of do this myself. And then just took it from there. So just, just a bit of context. What's the, what's the day job? The day job? I work in a kitchen. Okay. Um, so, working 45 hours a week, uh, that's what it contracted to, generally works out at doing 45, 55 hours a week in the kitchen. Um, so, trying to get all this done before and after. Okay. So, yeah, you used to sort of throw in ingredients together. I was trying to work out what sort of gave you the confidence to just say, actually, it can't be anything different. Just put some ingredients in a tub, splash it on the face and see how it goes. Um, Awesome, mate. So, in in terms of the business today, like where are you? Where where are you in that sort of journey? I'm looking at the picture that you've got on your Skype, and it looks like you've got some branding. I've already seen your branding. It's, it looks awesome. Uh, I think Harry literally said that's the best logo I've seen. Yeah, um, that's sick. So yeah, so where whereabouts are you in the sort of the journey of the business? When did it start? Like, where's the product at the moment? Started. Uh... Two months before the baby was born, so about 10 months ago. Yep. Um, at the moment, I am, I'd say, a month, two months away from launching, being ready, everything going out. Uh, the products at the minute are complete. You can see I've got uh, my packaging, my logos, done, stuff like that. 
Um, I'm mainly just trying to sort my website. Um, I tried to do everything myself. I thought I'll do everything myself. Mm-hmm. And then kind of realised around the same time as listening to your podcast that that's where I uh, was kind of falling flat on my face was trying to teach myself a load of how to make an ingredient, how to make a product, how to make a logo, how to make a website and be a dad and work a full-time job just wasn't working. So, uh, yeah, and at the minute, currently trying to build a a website with a a group of guys. Um, Who's that group? Yeah, that's probably a good question. Is it just you that's that's behind this business or is there other people that's interested or invested? Uh, no, yeah, it's just myself. Um, kind of, as you guys say, I've been trying to just bootstrap it. Um, I thought about at first trying to get funding. Um, I don't have any large amounts of capital behind me to get it going on my own, but then I've kind of decided I want to do it by myself. I don't see the need in getting funding on it. Um, but on that side, I may try and bring some people in over the next few months to, to be on side and kind of do the marketing or the internet side of it for me. Yeah, okay, makes sense. And, and just to touch on the funding part of it, and this is just my two cents, not sure what Harry thinks, but um, I think it all depends on sort of the, the business that you're in. I think with what you've got, you've got a product that you you give to someone and they give you money. So... The more products you make, the more you sell, you've got instant cash flow. Um, one of the problems that we ran into as a business is we weren't, we're, we're sort of trying to build a, a community that's like the monetization of our products come a lot further down the line. Uh, but I completely agree for yourself is, yeah, you just need to, actually, that's a good question. Are you selling just direct to the end user or are you actually going to go down the route of getting distributors that sell your product and put it on shelves? Uh, yeah, so, but also, and from from my research, the the online is going to be the main source of income. Uh, but I am going to go B two B. Going to go into small barbers, um, small supermarkets. Uh, try and hit the the organic market and stuff down there, um, and get it onto the shelves as well as selling through uh, a website. That's really cool. Um, Harry, have you seen the Dollar Shave Club? Yeah. Have you seen the video? Yeah. Like, what's, what's, the, what's the, like, the marketing that, you guys, that you're doing behind it? I say you guys. I, I tend to refer to startups as you guys with the royal you or we. Um, yeah, so what's the... It feels like you've got a launch date in your head of a couple of months' time. Like, what's, what's being done now to generate some buzz around the product? So I said that part again? I'm just trying to work out what's being done around the product at the moment to sort of generate some buzz ready for when you launch? How are people okay. going to hear about um, it? So, as I said, I'm trying to build a, a small team at the minute. Um, I have I know two guys that are currently in marketing. Um, they do this full-time. I'm kind of trying to hope to poach them in a way to either do... Uh, my marketing on a side business with me. Um, how, when we launch, we're going to get it out there. Uh, I have so many different kind of ideas going through my head at the minute. 
um, trying to work them out, whether that's when we launch, giving away um, a shitload of products for free. Let's, yeah, let's, let's dig into the ideas, mate. Let's try and get some value for you. So what, what are you thinking about sort of getting it out of the market? What, what are your plans? You just spoke about sort of doing free giveaways to sort of raise some awareness. Who would you give those to? Uh, well, obviously, you've got to push the social media side of it massively. Um, get out there through, say, content, stuff like that. Go into this smaller um, barber market and maybe push out, again, free product for them to, to try and put on the shelf, get them to get a taste, get feedback from them. Again, um, I mean, I can just put it on uh, a virtual shelf, put a price on it, and just put adverts out on social media, but kind of realise we're not in a kind of Kevin Costner film where, you know, build it and they will come <laughs> rubbish. It's, it's got to be pushed out there. So. you got to ram it down their throats, mate, and show them what it's all about. That's what you got to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, th I think finding someone, I don't know, some bearded geezer with a following on Instagram. Maybe not even a massive following, but enough of a following that people obviously are interested in him and what he, what he likes. If you can get that product onto that guy's face, it could be a yeah, good Yeah, like you literally took the words out of my mouth. Like, there's going to be like Instagram influencers that have got the millions of followers, but there's this sweet spot at the moment of people that have probably got like the five to 50,000 followers. Like, they can't charge premium money to do an ad placement. Um, like, a job that I do if, if I'm Dan is I, I literally make a list of 100 Instagram accounts that I want to push my product for me and then reach out to those. Have you thought about that as a sort of an Instagram influencer strategy, mate? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's a massive kind of everything I've looked into, recommendation, any podcast, any content video anything like that that says about marketing advertising they're obviously always about endorsements getting people with the right um kind of as you say that five to fifty thousand depending on the size of your startup so obviously what you're kind of looking at uh it's pointless going to anyone that's got maybe two million followers you know i'm never going to be able to find a capital without funding to pay for a for an advert from them but it's definitely something and it's something that we will do. Um, it's just finding that right person kind of at the right time. Yeah, and, and, and talking about sort of Instagram and then Facebook, like, are there, are there already big brands in this space that you can piggyback off? So, for example, is, are there other beard oils that have large followings on Facebook that you could run ads against their audiences? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, as I said at the beginning, the the beard oil and kind of, you know, the trend at the minute, it's kind of hit a boom and it's, it's really saturated. Um, when I kind of have gone to speak to people about it, quite a few people have said, why are you going into such a saturated market? Um, you're not worried about coming out as a small player or anything like that. But as I said, when I've looked into this product and ingredients, a lot of the companies aren't doing what I want to do and that's just cut the rubbish out and make it simple, kind of create a company brand and ethos around we are who we are, we are what we say we are. Um, and I really do believe that a lot of the brands and stuff that are out there are 
American-based and very sales-orientated. Yeah. So all the contents, get this for this, buy this for this, click this for this. Whereas I want to kind of build a, a brand around the person at the other side so the person is using it. So I'm, I'm just trying to work thought through the funnel for you. So it feels like you've actually you got an awesome product that's got like this USP to it, but you need, how are you going to cut through the noise with this? Like what sort of content, what sort of, for, for yourself, you're in a really unique situation in terms of I've, I'm having a kid, I don't want to put something on my face that irritates the kid. Like how do you put that into an, into an ad and, and raise some awareness about this product for the next two months before you launch? Like how does he build an email list? Like, to generate some buzz around this so when it launches it just pops and then I want to get into like how much you can spend on the, the marketing side of the margin of the product. Yeah it's tricky um, I mean he's sitting on like you said a very kind of unique situation that if, the, if all these other companies are slamming all sorts of chemicals I mean most people don't realize how much crap is actually in the products that they use like shampoo and things like that but if you actually I don't know if you've ever watched it on TV, but when you see what half these chemicals are, it's like, Jesus, I'm basically just putting plastic on my head. But I, think, I, feel, I feel like there's something, there's a campaign there to be ran against. Like that message that he's putting out is, this is 100% organic, safe, clean, as opposed to this kind of toxic. Do you have like, <clears throat> like a little 15 to 30 second Facebook ad, which is like a guy looking at himself in the mirror and like there's a tub on the side that's got like this horrible chemical name and he's splashing that in his face and then another tub on the side and the horrible and he's splashing that in his face and then it's sort of like if, if you care about what it puts in your face and then he's got like fucking grass and like it is <laughs> like, like just to show the context whatever it is but just to show the context of organicness like i'm trying to work out Dan, what what you do as a campaign around now like you said to get your ethos across but rather than waiting for launch doing it now getting a landing rather than a fully fledged website getting a landing page up um, so it's sort of like if you care about what touches your skin or your, your baby's skin or your family's skin, uh, put your email address in here and get ready for for applying sexiness to your face or whatever your tone of voice is. Um, yeah, like yeah, it's a, it's a great thing you're saying. Um, as you said with the chemicals, um, there was something I did mention uh, a couple of days ago to people I'm working with um, about the chemicals I've seen that are in them, doing some research into those and finding, you know, like the the cigarette packet image um, of this chemical does this to you and this yeah. does this and kind of researching that and getting that kind of uh, imagery out there or some small video of, I don't know, putting a chemical on something and what's showing how it reacts, burns or... So that kind of way... Um, so people can see what it actually does um, and what's in there. Uh, I have been working with a, an organisation um, called the Soil Association, which kind of uh, certify products as organic. So the market on the organic side is very grey. Uh, companies and products that say organic on them can be as little as 25% of the actual product have, can be organic and the rest of it can be complete wow. just nonsense 
Um, whereas the Soil Association is from 95, 90 to 95% organic. Uh, they try and push for a lot of companies to be 100% organic. Uh, and they put on their packaging, on their logo, sorry, um, exactly what percentage it is. So people can see that it's kind of not just the 25%, not just the 35% organic. Um, so a lot of people that do look for organic products are now looking for this symbol. Okay. So I kind of thought that this may be a way to go to kind of cut through the noise again uh, with a lot of people already looking for this this logo. Uh, yeah, I think I think the thing is is getting the logo on the product is great, but you need to get the product in front of them then. And I'm trying to work out like how do you do that at scale? Um, qu quick question: In terms of the price point, because you 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 are you are actually organic, how does this sit in respect to everything else that's in the market at the moment? Because I've seen the price of some of these beard oils. We've got a good friend of ours who's also a client, um, who I should definitely introduce by the way, because he should be your first customer because he has a he has a mammoth of a beard and has two young kids and one of them's a few months old. Um, and, and this is genuinely something that I've heard him talk about, not talk, moan about. Um, so like, what's the price point for this? Um, okay, so the, the price range of them is, it's, we've been such a saturated market, it, you can go from buying a beard oil at one pound a bottle to yeah. 30, 40 pounds a bottle. Uh, so the, the price range is massive. Um, I've kind of come in at middle range where the average price is somewhere between £8 to about £15 for a beard bottle. Okay. So I kind of thought I'd go in um, around the 10 99 mark. I, I'm not I kind sure. of thought 10 99 So I thought I could go in with a completely pure organic product and place myself at the top end. Uh, of the market and aim that way for saying we are pure again we have nothing else in there um, and kind of put a high cost to the brand and then again the other way for what I figured out for my costings and what it actually cost me to get the product made um, with advertising on top I could go in and kind of thought maybe I can smash the market and come in at a low price kind of shock everybody um, but then going through figures and working stuff out with people, we've kind of come to a, a conclusion just to kind of go in the middle of it, sit where the market's at in a minute. Uh, the average price, if you go on the shelves in boots or uh, super drug, those kind of prices that are already there, let's go in at the same price as what people are already paying, just with a much better product. Yeah, so... Um... <clears throat> A couple of thoughts from me on that is uh, it's loads more difficult to move your prices up in the future compared to moving them down. Um, and like you, you're offering, you're, you're offering so much more value in, in my opinion compared to the eight pound, ten pound bottle that's on boots. Um, and it it feels like the person that buys this is is buying it one because they want the organicness and two they sort of believe in the company. And I think the, the thing that you definitely need to double down on is every customer you need to be create, like turn that person into a brand advocate. Because realistically, um, one of the big boys in the market um, could say, actually, we're going to put an organic product in our range. And I think that because you're sort of first to market in this area, you should definitely 
um, focus on, on the customer side and make them buy into the brand. And that's slightly off point to the, to the price point. But I think one of the questions I've got is when you look at your price point and you've got your costs, you've got your marketing, then you've got your margin. And especially if you're going through distributors, have you built in enough margin at 10.99 to make it worth your time if, you, if you're going through shops? If you're doing the B2B route, have they got enough margin there? And they tend to want anywhere from like 30 to 70% margin, depending on who you're speaking to. Um, is there enough margin in the product to do that? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I've already been in with uh, a few smaller branded um, barbers have been in with a small scale organic uh, supermarket before um, I'd completed my product and gone through to kind of get a bit more kind of feedback, researching the market as to what's going, what works, what doesn't work, uh, what they like as a, a company, what they look for when they're buying. And yeah, from the feedback from those, I've, there's, there's more than enough left in margins for dealing with those kind of people at that price. Okay, cool. Um, I, th I think what with organic, that people are already predisposed to think that organic is more expensive anyway. That's where my head... Like, so I feel like you could charge a couple of quid more than the normal asking price, just purely based on that fact that when you go, for example, to a supermarket, if I'm buying organic, there's already a little bit more on top for the, for the, the privilege of getting an organic product. Like part of me, just the word supermarket scares me when you put it alongside this brand because I think, I think the way that he gets good distributors and it's like he has to make sure that he's partnered up with companies that have that same ethos. Like if he partners up with a company that just pushes any shit onto anyone and it's just another product on the shelf, it's going to get lost. Like it needs to be predominantly through really unique small little barbers and yeah. boutiques and things like that and then, yeah, and then heavily through online. Um, what's your biggest problems at the moment, Dan? What's your what what you're struggling with? Like, is there anything that, um, like, we've done a lot, we've made loads of mistakes. Um, is is there any, any of our mistakes that we can help with? Like, what's the biggest problem you've got at the moment that you're trying to tackle? Uh, the the website side of things. Um, I'm okay with using a computer, or a phone. Um, I wouldn't call myself a a technical geek or anything like that, but I kind of try to learn it all myself. Um, and what you and um, you did a, a live video end of last week, beginning of last week, um, and you mentioned about you'd uh, clicked on my URL when I sent you the email, yes. um, and you recommended about putting a landing page and stuff like that. Uh, this kind of stuff that because I'm not into the tech side of stuff, um, I have no idea about, to be honest with you. So I kind of struggle with what I should be doing and how to do it rather than teaching myself how to create a, a web page. Okay, um, give me an idea of where you are with your current website. So uh, who's doing it? If it sounds like you're doing it yourself. Um, what's it built on? Are you using something like WordPress? Um, yeah, where are, just give me a, a snapshot of where that is at the moment. Cool. Uh, okay, so I've currently just trying to pull together all my content for the website, so descriptions, ingredients, um, photos, just trying to get all the content ready for it. Um, then I'm currently working with two guys, uh, one who does 
branding for the businesses uh, and a guy he works with is a website designer. Uh, they're currently looking at using the WordPress platform for it. Um, but at the minute, other than that, I just kind of pulled my content together in the last end of last week. Um, and then looking to sit down and start going through with that. So we're still at the very, very early stage of it. Okay, I, th- I think tell your tell your web guy because I'm guessing that in the long run you don't have a lot of SKUs on the website, as in you don't have hundreds and hundreds of products. You probably end up with ten, twelve, fifteen, twenty products on the website max. Yes, yeah, six, six six products is what I have. Um, looking at adding a handful more along the line, but to go with just kind of six. And I guess I guess the handful more are like the ancillary product, like the combs or whatever you see. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, you de- we definitely need to introduce him to Jamie because Jamie would be all over this brand. Um, so uh, I think with the, with the scale of products that you're working with, I think you should probably also look at two other platforms. Um, one is called Shopify, um, which I think it, from what I'm hearing is you don't really want to have to worry about managing the website. You just want a beautiful looking website with your products so that allows you to put content on it and potentially you manage it yourself. Um, Shopify is a lot easier for that, um, as well as Squarespace. And the only reason I mentioned Squarespace, and it sounds like Squarespace is on every podcast. Um, Shame they're not sponsoring ours. Is <laughs> the, um, the fact that they just have, that their predominantly themes are around for photographers and videographers and boutiques. But I just think the themes that you'll get with Squarespace will be really, really great for your brand in terms of how it positions it. Um, it feels like imagery is key. And I'm just looking at your logo now. Are you going to be the personality behind the brand? Uh, well, I would hope so. Um, As in, like, is your face and your baby's face on the homepage in a slider that says, I was pissed off with putting acid on my face, so I started this company? Um, yeah, that's, that's, I've, the, the founder's story, I've gone down the whole, or the, the baby side of it. Um, obviously, I think that tries to come through in the logo. Uh, I do want to explain it a bit more so that people do get the, the actual story behind why and what the product is, not just a, you know, a, a baby's dummy with a hair and beard and kind of, yeah, it looks cool, but what's the actual storyline behind it? Um, as to kind of using imagery of my son um i haven't really got round to asking the uh the missus permission for that one <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but he, he is a good looking chap he doesn't get that from me so uh he may be a uh, he may be able to help me cut through that noise but yeah that's definitely something i have thought of looking to so so like my my next steps would 100 percent be uh, fire up your camera, work out your story, get a little tripod, talk to the camera about what you've told us. Like, I'm already bought in. I can't even grow a beard. Um, nor can yeah, I, you, can I, you? <laughs> uh, I can grow a neck beard, but I couldn't grow a moustache to save my life. So um, I, I, I'm already bought in. And I think if you can just get this conversation sort of thing face to camera, you get a landing page set up. And here's a, here's a, here's a deal. 
if you get that video done and you send it across to us, we'll build the landing page, connect it to MailChimp and do all that for you. It'll take Matt, who's probably about to walk in actually. Uh, it'll take him like an hour, mate, and we're more than happy to help. So that, there's, a, there's, a, there's a promise. If you get that video shot, we'll host it, upload it, build an email list up. And then I, I think, one, you then you start driving people to that link. You need, you need your Facebook page set up. You need to put that video on Facebook and then boost it up a little bit run it against every bid company that's on Facebook, real low cost per click, run the video against it, build an email list up, and like go to market with a list of 2,000 people ready to buy your product. Yeah, yeah, great. Um, cheers, guys. Uh, yeah, with the, yeah, I've set a Facebook page, I've set an Instagram already, um, but I kind of wasn't too sure on getting content on there already when I wasn't ready for selling a product. Um, I didn't want to go out there, especially with this being the kind of whole idea behind the organic reach on social media at the minute, kind of, especially on Facebook has died on its ass compared to, to paying for it. Um, so I wanted to make sure I got the right content there, uh, images, and as you say, video stuff like that. Um, I wanted to get it together and kind of have selection to get out there before i started just posting nonsense i i agree in one respect but i also think t t sharing the journey of you like i literally think there should be a video of you struggling on how to build a website and it should be like fuck this like i'm gonna go and find someone to do it like that's not your like yeah you, you people can. gonna buy into you a lot easier exactly you can build you can build a following on because people like we're already bought into the product and we've not even used it yet or anything like that. So like people will buy into the journey that you're trying to go through. Um, and the more you can document that and share that with people, the, the more connected they'll feel with you and the company. And then as soon as your product's available to buy, they'll just snap it off the shelf. Like I want a list of 2000 people that is excited about you turning your website on, uh, excited about turning your website on as much as you are. I feel like trying to grow my beard now, ready for when this is out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it might take a while, but... <laughs> I, I did think about using what you just said, and maybe no one ever documents... Everyone documents their startup or their story as it's already happened, or this is what happened. Or when the no one documents it as in... Yeah, this is this is me actually making the website. This is me actually registering the business. This is me actually going to a meeting with the accountant. This is me actually in a meeting with um, a B two B meeting. As I'm walking through the door, I'm going to document it, uh, video what's going on, whether it's good or bad. I didn't know whether that'd be a good idea to go down or what. Like it's a, it's an absolute no brainer because it's low cost content. It's documenting the journey and like literally best of all is in twenty years time, your son's going to see how you built your empire. Like, that's literally how I'd be thinking about it. Like, you were going to document the journey for him. And I would actually put that spin on it. I would actually say, I'm documenting this for my son because he was the inspiration for this business. Uh, this, is, this is documenting the journey. Like, I'm in. I'm bought in. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's the YouTube channel. That's the Facebook page. And it's just documenting the journey. And then running the occasional ad against people with a beard and say, if you want to follow on the journey and be ready for when we launch, we'd love you to test the product. Here's, a, here's an offer to test it. We know how good it is. We know... We know how much you're gonna love it. Check the ingredients out. Like, yeah. Case closed. <laughs> Next. <laughs> uh, no, that's cool, man. Um, yeah, please, please make sure you document the journey. Um, yeah. Otherwise, like, you, you'll regret it. Like, I, I wish we started our podcast like two years in, 
no, two and a half years into the business. I wish I'd started it when I was still at my old job thinking about leaving. Um, Just hit follow on Instagram, so I'm ready for it. You're following on Instagram? I'm following on the ground. Ready for it, okay, brilliant. Um, yeah, so I'd, I'd, get, I'd get a list of 100 Instagram influencers, share what you're doing, and agree a deal with them. I don't, I'm not sure what you could pay, even if, like, to be honest, I, th- I, th- I, think, I think if you found the right people, they'd be happy with like just a freebie they don't need freebie, to do exactly because because if they if because in this day and age as well as as you know Daniel like but beards are in and i think more and more people more more and more men nowadays are more conscious about actually looking after themselves the skin and actually like looking good you know it used to be just something reserved to, for women but now men want to look and feel good in that sense as well i think just sending it to and because beards are in every aspect, I don't think you need to focus on someone that is making a thing of their beard. Like, for example, you could find someone in the fitness industry that's trying to boost up that has a beard. They obviously care about their appearance. They're obviously going to care about really their beard. Yeah. So if, you, if, they, if they got some free or completely organic product that they can get behind and just in any other sector, someone, that, someone that's got a beard that looks like they like to keep it well-groomed, just... I'm sure they'd be happy to. I know I would. <laughs> yeah, I know, and I guess, I guess I guess the price point from what we what we can pull out of this is, you could probably afford to send out a hundred samples to get them plastered on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that feels like a no-brainer. Um, so do the Instagram thing, get the video shot, and get it across to us, and we'll build the landing page. Um, yeah. What else is there, buddy? Uh, it's. Kind of got like a, I don't know, celebrity kind of mind block at the minute uh, after listening <laughs> to the podcast for so long. Now I'm here. I had so many questions. Far away, even if they're quick fire ones, mate. We can just. <laughs> no, I think kind of what you've covered um, was what I needed. Um, having so many ideas and the, the idea of documenting, but not knowing whether to do it or not. But just the feedback from you guys, just uh what I was already kind of thinking, yeah, that just need to kind of bite the bullet and go and do it. Just get the content out there, get the product pushed. Uh, as you say, the the line you use with if you're not embarrassed, kind of you didn't launch soon enough. So. Okay, Fordy's just walked in through the door and I'm just gonna let him know now. We're on a, uh, a call with one of the uh, listeners in the podcast who's created an awesome brand. He's gonna be sending you a video and you're going to be doing them a solid and building a landing page, connected, connected to the Brilliant, thank you. Um, awesome, mate. Uh, so here's what I'm thinking. This is just a crazy thought. Uh, so you're launching in about two months? Yeah, I set, I set a, 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 a mind frame of two months' time. Uh, I thought that would be kind of long enough for me to get a website done with the, the slow pace that it seems to be moving at the minute. So I kind of thought two months would be a fair, fair time frame. And just out of curiosity for the website, how are you doing your product imagery? Because it feels like that's going to be a big one to get right. Yeah. Um, again, I have a friend who's a photographer. Uh, only does it as a hobby. Okay. Um, but she's already said she was willing to take some kind of photo snaps that way for me. Um, Thought kind of just doing the photos, raw imagery. I didn't want to kind of 
have too much shots on it or anything. Uh, just a basic against a you know against a brick wall photos. People can see the product for what it is. So yeah, the the only reason I mentioned the photo for it is like I would hate to see just a bottle with a white clinical background because it feels like that's so against the brand. Is it just feels very. Uh, you've got to stay away from clinical. clinical. Yeah, like the website needs to be like soft imagery and like real images compared to white backgrounds. Um, that's cool. I've got an idea. Is uh, and it's up to you whether you want to do it. And I'm going to pitch it you on the on the uh, on the on the podcast now. Is how about to hold you accountable to everything that we're talking about? Is you send us a five minute update as an audio clip every week until you launch, and then me and Harry are going to listen to it and put it as an extra on the show. One to keep the awareness going for you. Uh, and two, to make sure you're actually doing all this good stuff and having a successful launch. What do you think? Yeah, deal. Sounds like a deal. plan. Yeah, so end, end of every week, uh, send us a clip. We'll have a talk about it. We'll give you the pointers uh, and any feedback that we've got on the show. And we're going to make sure you have a very, very successful launch, man, because I love what you're doing. Yes, yes. That's, that's amazing. I can't wait. It'd be good to you guys kind of come along on the journey with me. Uh, Completely. Cool, man. Is anything else for you, Harry? Anything else? No, I'm just. Lo- I'm looking forward to uh, seeing this all come to fruition. Really, I'm. Ex- I'm, ex- I'm excited. Hope you are, Daniel. <laughs> and, and Dan, is is it okay if I if I just send you an email as soon as I get off this call with a chap called Jamie? Um, I think he's just would be a very good person to know. He's got a beard, got a kid, could be a very good brand advocate. He, he networks like shit in the industry. He knows everyone. Um, so I'll just connect you guys, even if you can, uh, even if he's one of your, your early customers. Um, yeah, no, brilliant. He's a person that I know with a beard. Um, cool, man. Uh, unless there's anything else, do you want to wrap it up here? Yeah, sounds like me. And, and just from myself, uh, thanks for listening to the podcast, mate. Yeah, thank you. It's been awesome. Yeah, no worries.